Supernatural fans can test their knowledge of the TV series with Trivial Pursuit Supernatural. This quick play Trivial Pursuit game can be played on the go with its portable wedge holders. The 600 questions range in difficulty level, so even the super fans will be challenged. Join the hunt with Trivial Pursuit Supernatural. Call your neighborhood toy and game store for availability. For more details, go to USAopoly.com. That's USAopoly.com. Me. I came in like a wrecking ball. Hello, my children. McLeod. Warning. Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Oh, death. Oh, death. Oh, To another episode of Supernatural: The Crossroads, I am your host Thomas Cowley, and joined with me today is Ryan Denton, Yellow, and Michael Flores. Hello. And today we are talking about season thirteen, episode eight, "The Scorpion and the Frog." We got a bit of news as well today. We've got some casting decisions that have been announced. We've got a little bit on the Wayward Sisters spinoff show, and a little bit of discussion slash opinion on a new character that was introduced in this episode. We want to thank everybody who's watching and listening live through Facebook and the Rain Man digital app. And let's get right into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Woo! This is perhaps truly the first episode that was not directly related to the main myth arc. Yep. There's a little bit of touch. You know, it talks about Asmodeus, but he doesn't show up. Even Tombstone, while it wasn't directly myth arc related, it had the return of Castiel and it had the reunion with Jack. So it had a lot of stuff that there felt was some base story in there. Yeah, major and Jack left in that episode. Yep. This episode though was a bit of a mixed bag, a, a different bag of things. It had some humor to it. It had monster of the week element. Yep. It has a lot of new concepts introduced, new characters, which I was super excited by. Yes, very, me too. And. Some answer, questions answered, which is one thing I love about this season so far is that it has answered a lot of questions, whether it's what happens to angels and demons after they die, even to this episode, which is what happened after Crowley got promoted to the king of hell we, way we, back in season six. We always wondered that, didn't we? Like, I think we all I'm, I'm sure we did. I know a lot of fans did, and I know we had to have asked that question on yeah. the show at some point, but we actually get an answer to that now. Maybe. The character of Barthamus was not perhaps the 100% king for a peer, for all that time, but we get a little bit about that. And we do also have some additional prizes to give away. Is that correct, Mike? Yes, that is correct, Thomas. Oh. And this is Radio Schlock Mike. Hi, how's it going? Oh, well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> I like how it went from Radio <laughs> Jock morning. to like nerd. Like, yeah. it was like, oh. <laughs> well, there's a thin line. Uh-oh, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Very thin. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just like how you said good morning at 6 p.m. Have you left the house? No. Do you even know what time it is? I, I have right no, especially this time of year because the sun is it's dark here at 4 30. Yeah, the sun goes down a lot sooner. So I'm like, wow, the sun hasn't even come up yet. I, I think it's still late at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It happens. You pass out during the few hours of daylight. We're, we're going to have to start a Kickstarter for Mike's medical bills once you eventually, yeah, he just, you know, vitamin D deficiency, sleep deficiency. Well, he's also going to get, you know, like he's going to need a lot of electrolytes from all the whacking he's going to do like, <laughs> behind those behind those uh, monitors. Yeah. That's the one thing he does in his spare time. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, first of all, who doesn't whack it in their spare time, okay? God, come on. Even, like, if, even if you don't have spare time, jeez. Yeah, you just find time. Yeah, you know? it's one of those There's things. an hour set aside Well, listen, yeah, you, you may not have time healthy. To, you may not have time to eat all the time, but you definitely have time to... You got time to whack it, dude. Yeah. Everyone has time the to must. whack it. The must. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps you sane. <laughs> it's good for you. Anyway, so we... Are going to have an opportunity for people to win a game thanks to USAopoly. We're, if we want to thank everybody who was part of the Trivial Pursuit Jerk Ugh. Bitch game. Go. If you guys missed that, hopefully you checked it out on demand after the fact and saw my glorious victory. What kind of glorious? I mean, I kept it close. It's. I mean, you did win. You won. I did win. You won and fair and I square. Think that's what matters. You won fair ultimately. and square. But I mean, let's. I kept it res- respectful. You know, like it wasn't like a complete. Blow it's out. worth watching. We're going to do another one. And yeah. I, I think now that both parties understand the rules, I think it'll be more of a challenge for both of you, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. we got thrown into the fire and then it was like, yeah. So, I, I mean, I had fun, but I got beat. So, I mean, you can't tell me that people didn't laugh when I forgot Jessica's name. That was, probably, that was the best moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody was laughing at that. Dude, I went, I, I know can't I believe was. I didn't get that right. <laughs> So we are uh, going to be doing a little bit of that today. We might actually require people to answer the question in the chat room this time. We have not yet decided. Yeah, no, we're going to do it. Oh, we are going to do it. Yeah, let's room. go ahead and do that because we have a new chat room. I want to try They're it out. They're fast, dude. They're so fast at the question. Yeah, so let's try out the new chat room. Let's do a little stress test. Uh, plus, I have the uh, phone lines are tied up right now using uh, because we're using the video, the oh, video streaming, right. and I can't do both. And they will, whoever answers this and wins a single prize will also be entered into the drawing for the grand prize brought to us all by USAopoly. Which will be announced next week. Oh, shit. That are, I, wow. We only have one more, one more week. Yeah. One more week of yep. campaign. And I'm, we're extending it by one day just because the campaign technically ends on Sunday with USAopoly. However, we're going to extend it for one day so we can do all the announcements. and On our Monday show. Yep. All right. So let's get straight into the news. Uh, well, we get into the concept of this episode. We have Meredith Glenn, uh, Glenn returning to the helm of a writer. She has done, I think, like six or seven She's, episodes at yeah, this point. I think so. And once again, we see her put a heavy focus on Dean and comedy. It definitely seems to be her comfort zone in some way. Yeah. She enjoys writing for Jensen Eccles. And it is fun to see him go through different acting styles i mean we talk about it here all the time but he does not get enough credit out there in the world the man has an amazing comedic ability yeah i was gonna say that i think one of the things the that dude's I, fucking funny he's hilarious and i think what i love about him is that he can go from you know that serious point to that completely ridiculous funny you know uh dean and i think we saw a nice range in this episode i mean he is pretty He's pretty damn hilarious. It's funny, and we also got a bunch of new concepts mixed into one big heist-style episode. Which was cool. 
it was it was all right. I I enjoyed the concept of it. I I had a hard time getting connected to some of the characters in this episode. I mean, that's to be expected. But, I mean, it's you know you introduce a character really fast. It's like uh, you, you struggle. A is the bit. purpose, Thomas? Though is the purpose, and maybe Ryan will agree or not. But like, is the purpose for guest spots so you can get connected to them? The the, no. the focus should always be Sam and Dean. Guest spots are simply there to help propel no. the story for that week correct but i i think it's just a reflection on my jaded personality because i see somebody and i'm like all right this guy's got mm, five minutes i'm just like everyone's gonna die i mean let's look at iconic characters in the past uh, from from times gone by uh, ellen and joe i didn't give two shits about them until maybe the second or third time i've seen them That's bobby i was like who's this crotchety guy from deadwood i mean <laughs> I, I didn't care about him until three or four episodes then it takes time to care yeah. about guest spots. Very seldom. Mark Shepard might be the only one. And yeah. Kane. And Kane. And Kane. Kane. Because we were like, Kane yeah. right, right off the bat. <laughs> what were we doing? I, I, you want to share with the class? Oh, you want, you want me to do that again? Uh, <laughs> Kane walks in. Apparently Kane has two dicks. Two dicks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one. Jesus. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's got two big ones. Like he, but, I named him Cain and Abel. Yeah. <laughs> one's dead, the other I, one's alive. I, I beat the left one more because his name's Abel. Oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> oh my but, god. But I mean, but you're right, Mike. I, I think God liked that side better. He, oh, Made me insanely oh, jealous. Hey, make sure you beat that other dick more. I, and what I mean by liking better, it means he gave that side two inches bigger. Oh. oh. So does that are you do you like average the size of your two penises? So you just say, Oh yeah, I got a ten incher. Yeah. It's like it's Who an, cares you're dual wielding at that point. <laughs> They'll want to see just to see if you're full of shit. I just wonder because I always wonder about that. I'm I wouldn't like, mind having that X-Men power. Just have two penises? Yeah, that'd be cool. I That's mean, an X-Men power specifically. Well, would you want that power or would you just want to be Mr. Fantastic? You could just stretch your ding dong. That's true. Yeah, that's a good one, right? <laughs> Anyways, but no, I think you have sex without having to get up off the couch. Yeah, just your dick just stretches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a disease. That, oh, that's not good. No, I, 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 you're right though, Mike. Like those characters were, it took a while to get used to them. I mean, except for Kane. Kane was the only X factor in Kane that. And Crowley. Yeah, those are the only two X factors in that entire thing. But everyone else, it took a while to really get used to that character. I mean. Hell, we didn't even know if we were going to be into like Jack at all right off the bat. So right. I think I think there's a difference between some of those characters that okay, maybe there's going to be potential here when we come back to them, and characters that you can kind of see. All right, this person's going to die real yeah. quick, you know. But we had some good some good lore, a lot of stuff that broached a lot of questions moving forward. And that wasn't that kind of the takeaway for this yeah, episode. I think it really was. Yeah, for me, it was all the untapped possibilities. That this episode opened up, whether it was the mythological magic vault or the Gorgon tooth, something as yeah, simple as that. Those were cool. Sam nerding out about that. Dean's comedic portrayal in this episode was all great. Yeah. But as first, we're going to get into some news, which is Danielle Ackles has been cast in a recurring role on Supernatural. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Back at it again with the Ackles. Dan- Danielle Ackles is set to guest star in Supernatural. Exactly. <laughs> as Sister Joe in the later part of the 13th season on the CW's hit demon hunting drama. Dean's going to hit his own wife. Oh, wow. I know it. It's happening. Sister Joe is described as a well-known faith healer whose good works attract the attention of someone very, very bad. Lucifer. Uh-huh. The question she will have to face is whether Lucifer will kill her 
or if he has bigger plans for her. Her first appearance will be in episode 13, Devil's Bargain. Uh, Eccles has joined the list of guest stars for this record season that include uh, Christian Keys, Jeffrey Vincent Praise. <laughs> this is great. He has to read Keith. a bunch of names. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Keith S. <laughs> can we get a, Can we zoom in on on, on uh... Zara Baca? Okay, yeah. Yadira Guevara Prip. Why are, you why are you helping him out? I'm, I'm uh, passing the torch on this one. I had to help him on those. You can keep going now. I tapped in. Clark Bacco, as well as the return of <laughs> David Back. Hayden Jones, Osric Chow, Lorette Devine, Brianna Buckmaster, Catherine Newton, Catherine Rumdean, <laughs> and Kim Rhodes. I, you know, I'm, I'm pleading to the CW executives uh, and the casting departments, please, for the sake of Thomas Kelly and the show, give us please names. start casting white people with like the basic names John of Smith. Smith. Or, yeah, or Joe have, David. Yeah. Or have these articles have it phonetically so that I can read Yeah, can it. you imagine? Like, can you imagine they start uh, doing it phonetically? It's like, I think I did Keith, a fair amount. Keith right would would have destroyed you. In I phonetic. had, I needed Ryan to tap in for two out of like ten. That's pretty good. Thomas, you had things set up for you phonetically, and you still, <laughs> you still yeah, fucked it up. That's true. Fair enough. I still think <laughs> I did pretty good there. Only tapped Ryan in for two of those. Yeah, he did. He did. That was that was better than than, than normal. Mm-hmm. No. I'm sure you guys saw her casting announcement via Twitter yep. the day it happened. And I think, Ryan, you're right. There's going to be some kind of romantic element between her and Jensen himself. Hell I mean, yeah. It seems like the only logical choice to go with. That picture Is that picture old of her? That's not a, a current picture, is it? Why? Because I, I want to go look. You're tr- don't don't judge me. <laughs> I like it was, I'm you should about know by casting now. Casting and what what could that mean for the story? You're like, yeah, but how does she look now? I'm this is go, an older photo. That look like, oh my goodness. Look up her dating profile. <laughs> her dating profile. I could beat up. She's Jensen. on Match.com. I could, yeah, I could beat up Jensen. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Yeah, okay. So you're gonna beat up Jensen, and suddenly Danielle because is gonna be like, like, she's like, oh, oh I've been waiting here. for someone that's to how, beat my husband. That's how it works. I've Come been, on, guys. Cavemen. Yeah. I hit him over the head with a club, and then I hit her over the head I, I with a club. To God, oh, I swear God. to God, Ryan was born in the wrong century. Like, he the wrong been, millennia. He, yeah. He should. <laughs> if he was a caveman, he'd be the talk of the fucking town. Uh, of course, it'd be grunts. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Because uh, 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 it wouldn't it be 1700s where you had to be sophisticated and wear you know Thomas, clothes. Thomas, shut up, Thomas. But if he had to just wear a loincloth from a dead animal, he bludgeoned to death that morning and then drag someone willing or not to the cave. Ryan, you know, he'd be a pretty popular guy. Hell yeah. Don't hate Thomas. Don't hate that you would be the guy oh, picking berries. I'd be going out scavenging that. and killing. You'd be the guy picking berries. <laughs> I'd be the one inventing fire. Compared to your ass. Oh, yeah. okay, Prometheus. As yeah. long as you didn't have to spell it in order to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why it's two syllables. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> I think, I think honestly, if you combine all of our brain power in one room, we might equal the smarts of one human being. Yes, one, <laughs> one human being. One well-rounded individual. I think that's why the, if the three of us combine our powers. <laughs> By our powers combined, we can be average. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Hooray. Oh, man. We are terrible. Well, that's not a, that's not news to anybody. That's that's true. I'm interested to see what a faith healer can do being brought back to the show and what her role would be with Lucifer because I, agree. I don't know we, if we've seen a faith healer with actual powers. 
I mean, I, I'm talking out my ass a little bit because I don't remember. The, the I last... remember Faith in season one, yeah. but that was somebody who had gained control of controlling a Reaper. Yeah. It was yep. an entirely different concept. Yeah. If she has true faith healing powers, does she channel something through heaven or God or some other mystic elements? Is it enchantments? Is it tomes? Is it runes? Or is this something else entirely? And what kind of power does she have for Lucifer to want to seek her help? Yeah. Right. I mean, we know he's depowered right now. Could it possibly help him in that way? Is she going to be a tool to try and find Jack the Nephilim? I'm interested. I, I guarantee we're going to see some romantic play between her and Jensen. And now, what Thomas means is this. You're if not you're watching the video. cameras. Now, now you are. Well, God damn it. Ha ha. See, Thomas. Um, Jerk. I don't know. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it. And I know there has been a lot of speculation about reasons why Sam and Dean have not had love interests. For the past, I don't know how you many told, years. You told me this the other day. Ten. And I know things got really crazy when on set, when Jared and his now wife right. were going through their scenes. And I remember at one point the director was like saying cut and they kept going at it. And that's when like kind of the red flags before it was Well, HR public, got upset. And people said, wait a second. That's when people started to think, okay, are they together? You know, yeah. what's going on? And I know since then they've wanted to and i understand that if you're a close-knit family i could imagine it's difficult a lot of actors like to say oh it's, it's just acting it's not it's not difficult to make out with somebody but then you have those actors who are very open and honest and they say yes it happens you get aroused Dude, you I'd can't help it you're a human being so if that happens i can understand why perhaps they don't want to always do that and now let's say they do want to give jensen a or a dean a love interest this is something that could work and not rain havoc on his family potentially life. on their relationship because it does happen that's why relationships I, don't last very long in hollywood yeah i don't know how like i don't know how actors like control that because i'll tell you what like if i was making out with hot chicks like that all the time yeah i'd be dude i'd be like rock hard you would be that or you'd be weinstein yeah Yeah. or he'd have a club well wow that's actually that's a little accurate but i wouldn't be weinstein don't call me weinstein yeah that's not a good one don't call me weinstein just let me use my club yeah well there's consent there's consent with a club Uh, i don't hit her from the back there could be (laughs) as long as she sees you (laughs) oh my god Jesus Christ. Oh, no, we God. make the eye no, contact. No. There's an eye contact no. consent. Okay, like general rule of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's like foreplay, dude. Yeah. I like. You can get read. That's I like, like the, foreplay. I like the rough stuff. Dude. I get what he's saying. There's yeah. a read. There's safe words. Yeah. yeah. See, the Flugenheimler. Say, say Flugenheimler. Then, yeah. You know, you pull off the triple dildo. Right. Yeah, I was. I was. Safe words are usually <laughs> meant to stop something, not you know ratchet it up by I was with, degrees. I was with him until that point. <laughs> he didn't get that reference. No, it's all right. Euro trip. Good movie. Anyway, good Lord. If we have anybody still listening to the show at this point, uh, I think you're right, Mike. I think that makes it easier for family life in general. And it is true that there that's why so many relationships in Hollywood don't last. You're human nature yeah, or you're an animal absolutely. like Ryan. But either way, it causes difficulty. Absolutely. So I'm in, I'm excited to see where what they're going to do with her as a character for the story. Have you ever seen any her in anything? There's Not a, to my knowledge. No, I... I that's what I was going to look up is because like what she's been in. People in the chat room or on Twitter hit us up at Crossroads SPN and let me know if if she is a solid actor. I'm like, I see there's a lot. I'm going to look at her IMDb right now. 
there's a lot of excitement, but I don't know if it's just because it's his wife or if she's a, an, an actress. Because I don't care about none of that other stuff. I she care, was in Harold and Kumar. Can she act? That's all I care about. Is she a good act, an actor? And if she is, then so be it. Let's bring it on. She was in Harold and Kumar, so you know she's good. Oh. I don't know what she played in Harold. Well, Anyways, so what else? With that article, that's all it has, just that she's been cast. Hopefully, I, I, I think... The biggest thing for me, as it always is, is what does that have to do with the story? And with Lucifer being involved, I'm really curious to see what he wants from her. He's going through Castiel. He's going to go through whatever means he has necessary to get a hold of Jack. But he also is very privy to the alternate universe Michael problem. Yeah. And without his own powers, he's going to have to be a little bit more savvy and manipulative than he traditionally is, which says a lot. Because usually he just goes with that. He doesn't even use brute force until he has to. So... I'm excited for that. I am too, because there seems to be a lot of moving parts. And this is something we discussed the last couple of weeks, but there's a lot of moving parts. And now for the season, and now they're introducing this faith healer. And uh, where is she going to fit in? Where, what's her point? And that's her powers. What lore does this open up? If any. Yeah. And that's the exciting part is that the fact that she's coming in, you know, she's going to have a, a multiple episode arc. And you combine that with the Lucifer, the Jack, the Castiel, uh, the catch, uh, Asmodeus, the um, the demons he wants to bring back from hell in the cages, Shadim. the Shadim. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And so far, those moving parts are running insanely. Smoothly right now. Very smoothly. So, so we shall see, right? Right. I'm excited. Uh, something else to be excited about. We have our first look at Wayward Sisters with a couple of screenshots via Twitter. One of which shows Kaya, the new character, along with Sheriff Donna. And Claire, mm-hmm. sorry, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> God. We also, sh- a couple of the screenshots show Kim Rhodes and Donna training patients, and I believe Kara in this scene or in this shot on firearms. Yeah. Shotguns, pistols, you know, basic target practice. So we, we've talked about this before at length, both through the Patreon show and through our own show mm. here about them having to be trained that this has got to be like a semblance of a X-Men school in some ways you have you're going to have to be prepared for all kinds of things yeah so it definitely shows that they're giving them some abilities and we know that the backdoor pilot episode is the mid-season premiere so two episodes from now yeah we're going to get that pretty soon and we see another sh- uh shot here has Sam and Dean in a blue-hued screenshot I- i'm assuming that's going to be just from wherever they're located yeah which to me screams not fucking good like that doesn't even look like a nighttime shot that looks like an alternate reality that looks like purgatory yeah it that did looks look, like the alternate universe it did look different to me it looked it looked like something from the other universe also too if you notice i think it's uh dean is holding an angel blade so obviously they're under distress and kaya isn't gonna just be in the the um mid-season opener along with the rest of the no, wayward she's sisters up next she yeah she's gonna be in next week's episode so they're already oh, cool. setting it up mike I'm, what do you think about this shot with sam and dean with the blue hue do you think that could be an alternate universe it, possibly it has to be or she kaya finds a way to push them into her dream world somehow oh maybe yeah it'll be cool to find out i'm i'm actually really excited i'm stoked and that kind of makes me nervous because I don't want to be stoked because I don't want to be let down. I don't want to be disappointed, but there is so much hype on this Yeah, way more than there ever was for bloodlines and good and bad. Yeah. Like that's a good and bad thing. Mm -hmm. Not that there's been bad hype. And I'm hoping this hype isn't 
manipulated to look bigger than it is. Like, because social media knows how to blow numbers up. Yeah. And it's not always the accurate depiction of the enthusiasm. I don't want to be told that it's going to be the next greatest thing and everyone's excited only for them to cancel it because there weren't enough ratings. Right. Exactly. I don't want them to lie to me through social media demand, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because that would suck, especially if I put all this attention and hype into it and they do a good job, but then the numbers aren't there. Yeah. That'll be devastating. Right. But you can check those images out on Twitter or on Nerdist.com. They have the screenshot from Samantha Hill Highfill or at Sam Highfill on Twitter. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I don't know why. What? I, I just think it's funny that you're trying to hook them up with a plug. Yeah. You follow. No, just if people want to see those images. Oh, okay. That's all. Not, I don't give a fuck about going to the Nerdist. I say don't go there. Stay here. But you if go- you want to see those images, you can. I love Thomas. I do too. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you could tell when he's not sure if he should say something because he starts like stopping. No, I, actually, I had to bring up the tab again. I went oh, away okay. from it. So, All right. Uh, last little bit of news is more of a discussion point, And I don't know. I want to save it. Let's save it. Save I was going to say, I, I want to talk about it. this at length later. Yeah, that's, let's not right, do we'll that. Just skip that for right now. Let's save that for when we come back from break. And it's just pertaining to the reboot, as some people on the internet are calling it, of Charlie 2.0 with this new yeah. character, Alice. But I say we save it for uh, our discussion. Yeah, because I have some strong opinions, I guess. On yeah, that. Yes, you do. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back and get into our discussion about Episode 8, The Scorpion and the Frog. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. I've never had that issue. Andrew, you're also autistic. Sure. And you don't know how to and, read human behavior. Yeah. It's That's, true. No, I understand. So that. you probably but think, I've never, oh gosh, golly, this guy really likes me. Meanwhile, he wants to curb stop you on your way out. I've never had that interaction. Everybody, it, I, it's because they don't know your schedule. Once they know your schedule, you're going to get curb stopped. <laughs> it's every other day for three days, and then it's a two day rest. All right. But I've oh, never had that interaction. Like wh- whenever I approach somebody and I say, "Hey, here's some resources that might give you a better resources." <laughs> what do you give them? Like, what do you like? Pull up my bodybuilding.com no, account. Like, I'll show it to you, bro. You're offering books. Do you like? Do you pin like a link to Pinterest and you like send it over to them? No, I'm just like, hey, here's some. If you're looking for a routine or not routine, if you're looking to fix your or work on your form, I've actually I've actually uh, pinned a few uh, great workout routines on, on my Pinterest. Hit me up. He goes over to the guy that's like fucking two sixty six five, just ripped. Like, uh, would you like to try my routine? Yeah. You know when you squat, you got to break parallel, right? Uh, I'm like, hey, I'm this like, hey, bro, with me. Oh my god! <laughs> Andrew, you're not helping anybody at the gym. Oh uh, man, I made some good friends. All right, I mean, all you, I'm saying about right, it. Treadmill, he's got treadmill. You, friends. like, if I didn't know any better, I would think we were in 1930s and you were living in an attic with Anne Frank recently. That's how thin you are. You're malnutrition, and you're trying to get. Oh my god, I'm crying! Stop. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. The Crossroads video cast is here. Retrospective reviews, discussions, theories, and geek out. Same show, just more of it. 
Head over to patreon.com slash Digital to play. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL30 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL30. That's D-E-A-L-30 at adamandeve.com. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads. The biggest element that nobody, I think, saw coming this episode was the return of Mr. Catch. Yeah. Dude, that threw me the fuck off. Which was a little bit... There's been a lot of discussion about this because was it done properly? Was it silly that it happened? No, he's charming as fuck. Was it believable? I'd do him. I would, too. I think everybody would. Catch me if you can, Mr. Catch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, if you... Okay, I am really bummed that the fucking cameras were not on for oh that. Oh, my God. Because the move that Mike just did in the in, in here There's was the greatest thing I've me. ever Jesus. seen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's spirit fingered and everything. Yeah. Oh God, that Man, was Mr. Catch brought that out of you. I think the next time we go to a con and Mr. Catch is there, that that thing you, you got to say did, that to him. Has, no, that has to be in a, in a photo op. That has to be done. Spirit fingers. <laughs> yes, you got to be like, Mr. Catch. <laughs> like yeah. You, oh God, yeah. He's gonna look at you like you're so stupid. Why the fuck? Not, I I'm, not if I'm paying ninety bucks. <laughs> That's very true. He's gonna lick those spirit fingers. Ooh. Welcome back, everyone. Supernatural The Crossroads. Now we're going to get to our discussion about Season 13, Episode 8, The Scorpion and the Frog. Ryan, can you give us a synopsis, please? Yes, I sure as shit can. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A crossroad <laughs> demon offers Sam and Dean a spell to locate Jack in exchange for their assistance on an unusual heist. This one was directed by Robert Singer and written by Meredith Glenn. Now, this one had... A little, a whole lot of different things, and I think for me, the biggest element of this episode was new content introduced, new characters, new lore, in a way, new monsters that were thrown into it, new gadgets and and abilities. It had a whole bunch of stuff wrapped around a Ocean's Eleven style heist mixed with some comedy. Yep, it, it was a bit of a different animal than we're usually used to for supernatural and for monster of the week episodes but it wasn't too different for meredith glenn personally i felt like she's done a lot of comedic but she's she likes that element she likes working with jensen eccles Mm -hmm. giving him the ability to do things a little bit more a little bit funnier that it seems to be they have a good rapport in that way this is definitely her uh her best one in terms of comedic value yeah I think so. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, I because I think most of us hated the Hitler one. Yeah. Uh, regarding Dean was pretty funny. Yeah, regarding Dean was pretty also good. Also sad, like strangely sad. 
at the same time. That was an awkward sadness, yeah. Yeah, well, that's something that Meredith has done with all her episodes, except maybe this one, where she mixes a little bit of uh, a dark reality as well. Right. And I think this is a great example to people who ever believe Supernatural doesn't have, it's going to run out of stuff eventually, or there's not enough lore to continue going on. And then you have something like this episode where you have this guy who has this fortress of solitude, literally. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. weapons and artifacts and magic and monster fossils and remains in ways that we hadn't seen. Again, like the Gorgon Tooth or a Basilisk Fang. Yeah, that was have cool. we heard Basilisk before? Uh, yes. I, yes, I, I say so. we did. I, I think we heard that one, but we hadn't heard Gorgon to my knowledge. Yeah, it, you. to this day, I... I see people on social media that have at one point watched Supernatural and they'll make random comments where they'll post something and they'll say, wow, it's been on for 13 years. They should have ended after, you know, season seven. They've ran out of ideas. And this <laughs> episode been watching the show. Exactly. And this episode alone shows you how with a show like this, that's so lore driven. It's almost impossible to run out of story ideas. Take, for example, an episode that will will air quotes here deem a throwaway episode. And yet with a throwaway episode, they managed to deliver something very cool yep. like Luther yep. and the everything that surrounds that character. We've said this before in the past, Thomas, where we can take little things like this and we can easily write 10 episodes based just on Luther. And it would be interesting oh, as hell. Yeah. I mean, the guy the guy's a shut in who's immortal, who has a beef with the demon, who's a collector of rare antiquities. Like, and he's got, he's got the greatest supernatural proof vault that we've ever seen. Like Fort Knox is like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, why would you think that you couldn't tell an immense amount of stories with that character? That's set up alone. I mean, we've had just from small things. And again, things that we, touched on in previous seasons that we could easily go back to i mean the fact that you have a gorgon tooth and a basilisk fang reminds me immediately of the dragons from season six something that got one episode that isn't really touched on beyond that that you could go into more content with well i mean how many stories or backstories or you know things could you do about what's going on and what the antiquities that he has in his house alone i mean let's be honest he essentially it's has a house of horrors and booby traps he has his own bunker yeah but yeah. he just has booby traps and has cool antiquities everywhere like there's so many things you could do with this character and i think he was pretty interesting right off the bat and i think that's the only downfall of the episode is that you killed somebody with yeah. so, right. like how so much you, potential how do you kill a character off with so much story potential Mm-hmm. That like was so much story potential. Like, makes no sense. It's a built in. It's a shame. And that's that's truly one of the biggest to me marks off on this episode was that why would you get rid of that character, especially when it was something that has already kind of been done. I can never remember the, the character's name, but in the Werther project, the yep. guy who had the first blade in his own little pocket dimension house who used to be a that's mental right. Letters, yeah, you, you kill Magda, these characters. Magdo something. Yeah, you kill these characters that have. A wealth of knowledge and opportunities for story, for, you know, tablets to be locked away in their vaults, to have any kind of number of things be possible in their the confines of their house or their property or their safe. And yet they got rid of such an interesting character. It's, it is a shame. And we'll come back to that in a little bit. But because, Ryan, one thing you said that I think is paramount 
is that it's not just the fact that he had all these things in his house that would have given us a bunch of different storylines, that he's in his own bunker. Yeah. In a lot of ways, especially with where the characters were earlier, and they make a strong point about saying that about Dean's personality at the end of this episode, where he was earlier this season is not far away from where Luther was in this episode. This angry, bitter, bitter, yep, violent older person locked away in their own little bunker of knowledge, safe haven. The rest, the rest of the world can die. I don't care. I'm only after one thing. Yep. You know, you could draw a lot of parallels to Dean from where Luther is. If Cass did not return. That easily could have been where Dean ends up in 20 years. Yeah, and that's where Meredith Glenn's talent really shines, where she brings that dark reality to something a little bit more lighthearted like this episode. But then you get that dim reflection of potential future where you say, well, look, at if Dean didn't start going this way after Castiel came back, he could easily be this deranged old man who becomes a hermit intent on only seeking out revenge, staying to himself in a warded bunker. The well, he never does anything. The only difference between Luther and Dean was that Dean's person that he cared about came back. Yeah. Luther's son never did. Yes. If and- Luther's son had come back, he easily could have gone off on a different tangent in life. Yeah. If Castiel so, had never returned, Dean was almost guaranteed to end up in a similar situation. So if Ca- so if Dean's lover never came back, oh, he, right. would have, when it, he would never have had a second mixed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You always need a part two. Yeah, he, a volume you know, two. He, he had the rebound with Crowley, though, which I loved that little that was throwaway a rebound, yeah. bait line where it says, I said, after Crowley, I swore no more demons right as he walks past a barbershop called Bangtown. Oh, yeah. Do you think that was intentional? Hell I think that was yeah. absolutely intentional. I mean. Why do, they, why do the writers fuck with people like that? Because the they're assholes. Yeah. I think it's great. Because <laughs> it's something that I think if I we wanted do. to. With something Ryan would do. Hell yeah. I'm going to fuck with you guys. Yeah. It's something we would do. Walk. So why wouldn't I believe they'd do the same it thing? It would be better if it was Oral Town. That was the, that it's like a dentist of, office. Yeah, Oral Town's <laughs> dentist office. Okay, that would be funny. Actually. Yeah, yeah, see? yeah, yeah. That'd I, be good. Bangtown was a haircut. Hair yeah, yeah, it was a hair salon. I mean, that was solid. Yeah, should have had Oral Town next door. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but that's where Dean would have ended up had Castile never returned. And I think the idea that Luther was this shut-in who built a, a mass amount of weapons continue to eventually fight Barthamus one day. Although I don't get why he didn't kill the guy necessarily, but I could see Dean staying in the bunker, amassing weapons, trying to find ways to put Jack down or whatever came across his doorstep. Why didn't who kill who? Why did Luther not kill Barthamus? Because uh, he has a hellhound after him, right? Technically. Yeah. His house okay. is warded well, for all that. Then. When you kill one crossroads demon, the, another demon will just get a contract, the contract, contract transfers, right? Yeah. So if he has this crossroads demons bones, then why I would never kill that guy. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that is something that Meredith Glenn is, like you said, Mike has been very good about is making parallels to where Dean's future could be. It's almost like she is thinking about the future for these characters, like the long-term future. And, and that's really what you should be doing. Isn't that what it you is. do when you introduce a character anyways? Like, if you know it's going to be a character or, yeah. like, you're like, okay, even if they get rid of him, I still need to think about long-term if the if the fans like this character, right? Absolutely, yeah. Like, oh, oh, man, 
this character might be liked. Let me think about where we could take this character. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you know, you come up with bloodlines. Oh, oh. that's oh. true. Well, not just that. I mean, the the idea of where do we have these characters and ultimately will Dean be the like, where is Dean when he's 50? I think Meredith is one of the writers pie. that's thinking about that. And these are already questions that are being posed even last year when they're talking about their legacy. Yeah. And uh, questioning whether they're doing the right things or the wrong things. So to bring an episode like this and draw those parallels with Luther, I think works. However, I do feel that was the point, but I'm not sure if the original first draft of the script had this point a little more as a more of a tangible fleshed element. Idea. Maybe it was a little fleshed out a little bit better because I felt like somewhere in the second draft, that purpose got lost because it became a little yeah. murky. I felt like at the beginning, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to state the parallels. Like, look, at this is what could happen. Yeah. You have one person who decided to go this way and the other that decided to go this way. And supernatural writers have always done those warnings where they show the actual person, usually a guest spot, that made the other decision. So this is nothing new, but I do feel like maybe it got lost in a rewrite and they decided to focus more on the comedic aspect as well. Maybe that was Robert Singer's um call that he made because he's the director Perhaps. he's the big shot swinging dick on set so maybe that was his call saying hey let's uh, focus more on the comedic side who knows it could have been a concept as well that was right. written out in the outline before they started filming and writing out all the scripts yeah that was kind of the point of the episode why else have that connection that it has to be a person who's returned from hell exactly and the fact that we don't find out how the fuck he did that drives me nuts right now Frankly, I want to know how the hell Luther got out. What what did he do for that? And that's where I want to know so badly more about his past, his collection, his wares, what he's seen, what he's been through. And I think that is something that, okay, earlier on, we'll have Dean in this really dark place in seasons one, or in episodes one through five or so. Or maybe if Castiel was planned not to return until much later. And this is where Dean could see himself going if he isn't careful, if he doesn't find something to drag him out of this dark place. I I think you're right, Mike. I think in a first draft, it may have been more deliberate. And then it kind of got turned into comedic. Well, you know, Cassiel's back. If we're going to do these first five episodes like that, then this can be an idea that we'll just stick here. And we already know a lot of times these stories are not written in order. Maybe this was right. maybe this was originally supposed to be episode five. Or two yeah, or three. Yeah, and, and perhaps ever- they decide to get rid of some of that dark elements and focus more on the comedy side, especially since we've had such a very dark co- first quarter of the of the, of the opening season. So, again, maybe it's just a, you know, a, a showrunner call and said, hey, you know what, let's uh, let's lighten this episode up just a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't bother me any. I, I, no, I it didn't bother me. I either. think I thought it was just it was well done. Like they they inserted the 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 jokes and the and the levity when it needed to be there yeah and i think that's important like you just throw it in there for no fucking reason it makes no sense but no i didn't have a problem with yeah. it i just felt like they were trying to say something and it wasn't try quite clear like it oh, was okay. just it was just coming you know it, it was just the tip of the iceberg it felt like you could see the other story that it had been right buried beneath the surface like there there could have been more with luther there could have been more of a parallel not that what they had was terrible. Just I feel like there was more there when deeper. it was conceptualized. Yeah. Something a little more deeper. It felt like it could have been. Yeah. And you're right. We still do get to have some 
funny moments with these characters. And we get another new character, which for me was the most interesting, was the demon Barthamus, the new hell crossroads demon. I and love how Thomas can pronounce all the fictitious names. But he can't like, get real people's I don't know names. why, dude. Without a problem. Have you noticed that, Ryan? Yeah. Like Game of Thrones characters. Oh, yeah. The, the supernatural yeah. characters. He can pronounce them <laughs> easily. But you throw like some <laughs> ethnic a, a name, real at name at him. Yeah. And he's like, uh. uh, uh, uh. Smythe. Smith. McLeod. McLeod. Like, come on, man. Smythe. Smalls. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> No, we see the the Crowley replacement in some ways, the new Crossroads demon, Barthamus, and we learn a little bit about the inner workings of hell at this moment. We know Asmodeus came in as the ringleader. He's going to take the throne. <laughs> Maddie wants to know who's, who's Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's pretty much me. The We know Asmodeus came in, took the throne, is running hell. But we find out through Barthamus that it is not a complete, you know, everyone's with Asmodeus, all of hell's in line, finally kind of thing, which I'm a little bit surprised by, but I like at the same time. It's very much like the demons to have different factions. They don't tell each other everything. I mean, Lilith and Ruby had their own separate agenda from all the rest of hell in order to get the final seal broken, in order to trick Sam and Dean. Azazel was perhaps the only time that there was somebody who really controlled everything. But even then, we know that Lilith had an immense amount of power and who he some of the demons called him a fanatic. Yeah. So we know these inner it, it's nice to see these different politics come to light because it makes it feel a little bit more true to demon nature that they don't really give a shit about each other. They're only out for themselves. And I know some people perhaps I know from Reddit, some people had a problem with Barthamus. They thought he was too much like Crowley, that he was a surrogate stand-in. But I felt like he was just different enough with how he did things. I didn't get Crowley. I mean, just because you have an aristocratic archetype. He's got a beard. It doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean he's Crowley. And I think a lot of people draw conclusions like that because it's easy. And, it's, it's, yeah. and it makes a lot of sense that people would draw conclusions because you're dealing with a show that – that borrows similar traits and they i'm not saying they don't have a bad habit of doing that they do that a lot a lot of the the women for example ruby for a long time all had the chip on their shoulder had they had like an attitude like what's up i'm a badass they were kind of like cool casual yeah you know and i think it worked for the time and it probably works now but i want to say around it a little bit there yeah character pool when carver took over um you had a different type of woman that that kind of changed it up a bit. And I think every showrunner has their go-tos of what type of archetypes they like to write within. So if someone likes that aristocratic type, you can do a lot with that. It's fun to write for those type of characters. So I don't think he's necessarily being, uh, I don't think he's necessarily Crowley. No, and that's the thing is, I thought he was just different enough to work. And wouldn't Crossroad Demons be like that? Wouldn't they be They're all charismatic there be, and you know, I'm going to whine and dine you and you're going to sell my soul yeah. and you're going to sell me your soul? I'm not going to sell my soul to Azazel. He's clearly he's he's scary. out to fuck would, me over. I'd run away. But Crowley, Barthamus, maybe I could see, well, you or know. Or the first Crossroads Demon. I'd sell my soul to her. Yeah. Oh, I'd sell <laughs> a lot. Christ. I'd sell a lot Did of you things just, to like, her. Come? I just, I, hold on, let me check. Ugh. I'm not wet. So. You have that camera. Show us with the camera. All right, here, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, yeah, I just sold a lot to her. More than my soul. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. No, I think you're right, because I would not believe that the same personality as Azazel would get as many deals, whereas Crowley, Barthamus, the original Crossroads Demon, these are people that the way in which they present themselves, how it's what you want, you should sign this contract, very much works. And I think he's different enough than Crowley because the way I saw it, Crowley is the chess player. He He's going to bend the rules or work within the ramifications of the game in order to get what he wants because he thinks so many levels ahead. Barthamus, to me, was the guy who cheats at poker. Yeah. And he doesn't give a fuck if you find out. He was much more of a brute. He And he shows that here. Crowley, to me, always thought ahead. And I think the greatest example of that is Kane and the, mar- the, the Mark of Kane and the First Blade, that entire element. In this, Barthamus, it didn't go his way, so he just threw down his cards, pulled the pistol, and said, all right, you're going to do it how I want you guys to. Now give me the the bones, you know. And without him having a British accent, I also think that helped. He was smug and arrogant, but he was different enough to me because of how he handled the situation, because he has people who are indebted to him, working for him to achieve his own personal goals outside of Asmodeus, outside of hell, and presumably when Crowley was around, outside of Crowley's goals. Having a new character with a, a separate agenda is interesting to me. And again, I felt like it was another thing, another wheel on this wagon that seemed to work just fine. It moved forward. Yeah, I agree. And also it was a nice way to clue the audience in on the fact that hell isn't all running smooth. Yeah. They're they're all out for themselves. They've never really they're given demons. A shit. Yeah. The <laughs> only demon that had some type of honor or loyalty were the were the extremists that believed in the coming of Lucifer. If you remember Azazel that Azazel and and Meg even and, well some the of the originals. followers if you remember yeah. when Dean was was it Dean or was it Sam that was trapped with a demon Dean was trapped in, uh, with a demon in the city that I, had like gone all lustful and sinful yeah and I always loved that episode because it because sh- it showed a different side of demons and how there was it more faith yeah it showed that there was more to them than just simply hey we're evil we're gonna possess people it showed that they had a belief structure well and, I, I liked it because yeah. it personified the fact that they all they were humans. Right. Humans had a faith, some of them. They they find reasons to believe in whatever it would be. So that does not seem like it would change that much. Mm-hmm. Especially if you became a demon and you're like, oh shit, there is an afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh God. I may have fucked up, but I can, I can make it right. You know? <laughs> so I thought Barthamus was cool. And it was a shame too for him, in my opinion, that he was gone so quick. I thought he would have been a great new villain or potential untrustworthy ally at times. I mean, you don't have to always kill people and bring him yeah. back. You can leave it open-ended and just say, hey, we may see you in five or six episodes. That way you – and th- and I've it said – It's going to be closed immediately. And I've said this before in the past with uh, other supernatural characters that they've killed off so fast – like, you don't always need to kill them, and you don't always need to bring them around. However, have your stockpile of characters that we're familiar with so that when we see them again, there is no time that needs to be wasted on building up who they are. We already know who they are, yes. and we can hit the ground running because we already know what this character is about. And each episode that they may pop in is just that little bit more of character development that we get. 
And Supernatural has such a habit of just killing people. It's nice to just keep people in the background, even if we don't see them for two or three episodes or two or three seasons. Bring them back. A character that's worked for the betterment of Supernatural in a lot of ways, and they're getting a spinoff is Kim Rhodes. She has never been the focus of any season, but she's been around. They've kept her in the background. and It means that much more when she shows up. Yeah. I mean, the the dinner scene where they're all interacting like a family – is is hilarious and it works because like you said we've had that character already established we didn't have to introduce a new person that episode to where we would all be asking why the fuck are they having dinner here why is this even happening the fact that kim's Rhodes has been around that long allowed us to buy into the entire concept yeah so like luther this was also to me another opportunity where whether it was i mean he knew exactly where to go to find a spell from king solomon's day to find a nephilim what else does Barthamus know? Yeah. What else does he, you know, I mean, Crowley had a whole fucking vault of relics and powerful items. He can't be the only one. He's not, he, I mean, he's smart and savvy, but he, he's not the only person who would have thought of something like that. It must be tough. And in fact, I know it's tough at, you know, being a writer and writing these characters and saying, wow, this character could be really cool. And they're dead. 45, yeah. you know, 45 pages later, they're dead. It's a shame. <laughs> Yeah. And I like Luther, I feel like that was a big missed opportunity for additional things, especially when the season is moving forward with Jack as the main center point, having all these other factions, you know, who want something. Yeah. It adds more of a dynamic. It it's it just seems like it's this huge race and and throwing Barthamus or Luther even into it. I mean, an amazing race. Luther or uh, Jack brought back Castiel from the empty. Why couldn't somebody bring why couldn't Jack bring back Luther? Would yeah. Luther be after his right. powers for his son to come back? You never know. I mean, it just felt like a missed opportunity there. And we see him set up the Ocean's Eleven smash and grab character setup for the entire plot of this episode. The idea of having heist, did you guys like that or did you find it silly? What did it work for you? I liked it. And the reason I liked it is I think it it added levity and it also added a, a cool um kind of layer to the episode you know it was like okay well how are they going to get there's got to be something interesting about how they're going to get the spell back so i thought that was cool that the way they did that i i, I didn't have any problem with it it's fun if you're yeah. gonna, if you're going to do a throwaway episode or a monster of the week type episode why not give us something cool dress a little it bit up, different yeah. dress it up snazzy give us a genre driven episode and make it fun why not i mean these are the episodes where you can explore those types of things and and have some fun on set rather than focusing on on the normal or the mundane. And you you got to mm-hmm. think that the writers as well as the the cinematographer Serge and the directors, the the entire team is probably like eh, it probably becomes mundane that they're doing a lot of the similar things um whereas with this this gives them a chance to kind of flex their creative muscles a bit and and relax and cut loose. What I liked about that, too, is that we know Jared and Jensen have such a wide range of acting skills, giving them the place in which they could do something a little bit different. I mean, I remember the one with Bella where way back when Dean's dressed up and they go out to the formal black tie event in order to yeah, in order to steal the artifact. I mean, we have some cool steal Bella's heart. You mean (laughs) she's so hot. Ryan's off there writing another page of fan fiction. No, I, yep. Yeah. Did you hear that typing at the keyboard real quick? No, I like the giving them a different 
environment in which to play around with their characters. Seeing Jensen get to be comedic through this episode was great. I loved his spiders bit. I think, honestly, that was my favorite bit with the the safe cracking. Yeah. Where I, I know you were a huge fan of when he gets his hand actually stuck, as were most people on the internet, but I just liked his trying to rationalize out why he shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. It's like there could be spiders in there or knives or spiders. And the whole, what if I just cut myself and put it on a piece of paper and throw it in there? It's time for some Trivial Pursuit, Thomas. It's time for some Trivial Pursuit. It's time for me to read better than Thomas. So who has the questions? (laughs) I'm getting them Yeah, we're we're just calm down there. Okay. So, Thomas, this is a Trivial Pursuit, courtesy of USAopoly. We're going to be asking people questions. Ryan is going to be doing the honors this evening. Let me go ahead and shuffle these cards on the camera here. Now, the way we're going to do this is we're not going to have anybody call in. You're going to have to get to the chat room. If you're not, yeah. You have to get to the now, chat room. And whoever is the fastest key stroker in the West, the stroker, will win. fastest stroker. Whoever, <laughs> whoever, whoever strokes faster. Yes. And you could take that anyway. You could mean that could mean like you actually There's have only a stroke. For one of those ways. You basically have a stroke, like Thomas does when he reads someone's name. Right. Um, <laughs> or like right. when Ryan just reads. So here's how it's going to work. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got the cards, shuffling them right now. Okay. Why don't we give somebody, give them 30 seconds. Take take a, well, a little bit longer to shuffle because head over to our Facebook okay, page. Okay. If you don't know where our chat's at, you can either go to our Facebook page and find the chat room there, or you can go to RainmanDigitalMedia.com, scroll down, and on the right side it says chat room. Come chat with the crossroads. Click on there. It's very easy to right. punch in your answer. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Okay, you guys got, yeah, 30 seconds. That's about as long as I last, Maddie. Um, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to read the question and literally the first person that I see in the chat room that pops up well, with the it's, answer. It's whoever it'll be marked. I know, but I'm just, I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying that's how I'm doing it. Am I rolling the dice for the category? You're, 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 ro- you're rolling it for me. So, oh. all right. All right. No more commenting in the, in the chat room. Okay. Ryan, it is the pink tablet. All right. Pink tablet, which is, I don't know. Pink, pink tablet. <laughs> tablet. Yep. I think it's a tampon. <laughs> Wait, All right, tampon. here we go. <laughs> tampon. Tamp- yeah, Has pink- that been 30 seconds? <laughs> Just close. about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, All close right. enough. All right, here we go. It's been like 90 seconds. Here's the question. Who kills Uriel when the rogue angel tries to kill Castiel? Oh. I think I know that one. But you, do you know Nobody, that one, Ryan? I, well, I do now because I looked the answer. All right, read it one more time. All right. Well, I'm just I'm watching the chat room. Well, there is who a kills, watching that. You're good. Who kills Uriel when the rogue angel tries to kill Castiel? Get your Google Foo going. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh wow. Oh. Popping up. Oh, I know. I, I, it's LL. Wait, hold on. Who's the first? Who, what, Ge- what's guest, the answer? What's the answer? Anna. What's the answer? Anna is the answer. Guest LL. Who's guest LL? It I just have says no LL idea. As a username. All right. So guest LL, please go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash supernatural, the crossroads and post on our wall. So we know that you are the LL in the chat room. For all I know, you could be LL Cool J. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. So, yeah, I'm a fan of Supernatural. <laughs> Dude, that would be I love amazing. your guys' show. I'm uh, doing it and doing, doing it, it well. Doing it well. <laughs> she was raised out in Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know that song. There's the answer right there. Anna. All right, let's do one more. Let's do let's one more. Do okay. one more. We give right. something else away here? Yeah, is this why one not? for fun? Let, let's do one more. Hold all on. All right, all right. Let, let me shuffle let me, again. Let me, let me set the mood. Again. Let me set the mood. Ooh, give me some doing it and doing it, doing it well right now. Let me set the mood. Here we go. I never trust this. Go ahead and roll the dice. Roll that die. 
Ooh. Right. Purple. Purple. Anti possession. All, right. All right, here we go. Hold on. Uh. Oh, hold on. Let me get. Right, so stupid. All right, here we go. Here's the question. All right. Oh, you can almost see the answer there. That was dumb. <laughs> Graveyard dirt. <laughs> He's not putting the answer in front of the yeah, camera. <laughs> yeah, I did. Graveyard dirt, a black cat bone, and a photo- photograph of the person wishing to make a deal are the ingredients required to summon what? Oh, that is so easy. It's so easy. easy as hell. That is so easy. Let's see. I hope LL wins. All right, let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's pause for a second. Kind of horny, conventional methods of making love kind of horny. I want to knock your block off, get my rocks off, blow your socks off, make sure your G spots off. Uh, uh. Can we, do we give it to Jennifer? I, I feel like I. That's. Jennifer's the first one, yeah, right? She didn't I feel think like that's, that's fine. Yeah. All I'm right. Gonna, I, hold on. Let me let me check. Hold on. Let you check. I'll pocket. allow it. So stupid. So Jen <laughs> is the winner. Jen uh, Thomas, what's her name? It says guest Jen. No, but what's her name? You know who that is. Jennifer Reini. <laughs> no, Jedi Fire. Jedi Fire. Jedi You want some more? <laughs> Hello, Jedi At least I don't have to club people. <laughs> that's that's about doing it and doing it and we doing all have it. Well, strengths, Mike. Yeah, yours is definitely not not that. not last name phonetics. All right, All right, so we have two winners. That's good for today. We may do another one randomly. We'll see. Randomly. We'll see if uh, the Chuck and me decides it's well, a good idea. Oh, jeez. I like how ever since we got this game, he's just personified himself as God. I ha- when I yeah, have when I- did you become God in our eyes? When have I not personified myself <laughs> as God? Oh, it's Rain true. Man Digital, the Rain Man Show. It's actually Main Man Fair Digital. <laughs> All right. Oh, he said that. Nice and hard. All right, let's do it. What are, we, what are we doing? Getting back to the show. Oh, All right. Sex? No. Why? Why, Why would that be? Why not? Anyway, we have the Ocean's Eleven set up for the two additional characters, Smash and Grab. And they, I liked how they brought them into it, that they had contracts under Barthamus or they had to work with him. Well, one of them was a demon. Yeah, but it, why would he help him out just because? I feel like demon. he had to have something on He's, the guy. On, it on doesn't the, on the demon. It doesn't really matter necessarily, but I liked that element at least for Alice, I, aka Smash. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe for the demon. I, I always, I, I just thought you know, demon working with Crossroads demon. I didn't think I didn't see that being weird. Now the one for for um, Alice made sense. You know, she had a deal, and you know, he didn't collect if she worked with him. But the demon, he uh, might have been working with him. But I, I got a vibe that they were all kind of there. Not because they wanted to be necessarily, but because they had ulterior motives. Okay, okay, fair you know, enough. Barthamus wanted something specific. Grab wanted X or Y. And then Smash wanted to get out of her deal, which, of course, she never would. And that was the biggest element takeaway from this episode for the new character of Charlie 2.0. Mm-hmm. There's been a bit of a discussion, and this is something that Mike and I talked about right after we saw the episode. Was the character of Alice a little bit too much like Charlie. And there's been an article uh, over on buddytv.com say asking, is Supernatural trying to reboot Charlie with the new character, Alice? Saying that Alice isn't a completely one-to-one recreation of Charlie. There were elements that were reminiscent of Charlie, particularly her relationship with Dean. It's been rare, but it's always welcome when Supernatural shows a softer, more nurturing side of Dean's personality as is typically, as it's typically Sam, who's the kinder Winchester. Uh, 
Yet with Charlie and now Alice, Dean shows the same kind of protective side that he often had on display with Sam. The relationship with Alice in The Scorpion and the Frog, this person claims feels like it was half father-daughter, half big brother, little sister, felt that it worked. The And I want to get your guys' opinion on this because I feel like I'm the outlier on this. I don't feel like it was anything to the last five minutes. Like you, yeah, lit- yeah. you literally knew nothing about her. She looked at Dean like a weird old man. You You're know, the creepy like weirdo. he was a weird old man, which I've gotten stares like that too. You get from, those to this from day. my little cousins. They're like, "You're yeah, a you're a weirdo." Yeah, people on the street. You know. Yeah, people say that to me just all the time. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't really get anything from her until the ending when they dropped her off at the bus stop. Which I mean, to me, that was the exact same way Charlie left yeah. in season seven. I, I was okay. Drop her off at the bus stop. I was okay with her character. She was quirky. I she, didn't have a problem with her. I didn't have an yeah. issue. I, 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 I mean, I did get. I, I did get a, a, a very similar, char, you know, Charlie vibe, but it was, it was different. I, I think the thing that kind of bugged me is I, I did like her and I wanted her to have a few more lines. I wanted to learn a little bit more about her, but I mean, I, I'm not, I'm nitpicking. I mean, I, I, I thought I mean, she was cool. I'm and, about to nitpick. <laughs> oh boy. Jesus Christ. Hit the hate train. Because for me, while I liked, I liked Charlie and we've gone on length about this over and over again. <laughs> We liked Charlie the character. We didn't really like it when it became Felicia Day guest starring on Supernatural. But I liked Charlie the character. She had a lot of personality to her. She was brave even though she was terrified of the Leviathan. She had – we got insights to her personality even in that very first and only episode for season seven. In this, I agree with you, Mike. You don't get anything of Alice until the last minute. And what we see of her – frankly isn't enough for me to put in that much investment into this character because i saw admittedly she's scared i get it but she ran away and only turned back because the demon forced her hand that's not something that charlie would have done or did in season seven she showed true courage true bravery which is why it felt better that she was that little sister element to sam and dean so you Alice do- feels like a character that they felt, oh, shit, here's something we can do. And I only even got a semblance of her personality at the very end when she's at the bus. Okay, so are you saying she is like Charlie? Because you just made a strong argument against that. I feel like they want her to be with that last minute at the bus where she's the kind of quirky girl that they're saying goodbye to because they helped her out. Oh. But no other element of her gave me enough to want to see her return and damn sure isn't enough to try and be a replacement for a character that I, although a lot of us are sad that Charlie's gone to me, you don't do that to try and recapture that glory. Yeah. If you have a season in which so many people are returning from the grave or from an alternate universe in one way or another, then do that. If you're that dead set on returning Charlie to the storyline, don't give me you know, the the Coke Zero version of this character. <laughs> What's wrong with Coke Zero, dude? That tastes like, good. Because you feel like you'll get something from the fans. You should have said Tab. Me. Tab, Jesus. Tab would have made it RC worse. Cola. There you go. <laughs> RC Cola is good as shit, too. <laughs> God, you're a hater. I mean, I, I might be really negative on this standpoint, but for me, I would have ra- much rather seen Alice be a little bit different. And admittedly, she's only in one episode. But for them to kill off Luther and Barthamus, who to me were far more interesting potential and for the show. That's the that's, that's the, yeah. I agree with you on that. I one. do. That's, I that do seems as well. Like a mistake. Yeah, I felt like Barthamus and Luther were way more interesting than 
Alex, who they decide to keep alive because obviously they're going to use her down the road. Yeah. However, I just got done complaining about them killing characters when they should build up and stockpile characters, and that's what they're doing with Alex. She may not be the one that I would have chosen, but at the same time, I feel like it, it will work. I mean, well, would it I don't not have. Be- a, I don't think she is. You made a good. You were contrasting uh, Charlie and uh, Alex, and I and I agree with Alex. you on on. What's her name? Alice. Alice. And I agree with you with some of those elements. For example, Charlie wasn't a coward. She was brave. Um, and Alice ran away. She abandoned Dean. And, you yeah. know, do you blame her? She's She doesn't know Dean. I, I, but so, neither did Charlie. But at the, Right. So that's the difference. So it's a non- I, I feel like Charlie is a likable character from the yes. very beginning, whereas Alice left and not until after Dean and Sam showed their humanity by choosing Helping to save her. her Rather than get the Nephilim spell, did she finally come around and say, "Okay, these guys are pretty cool"? So I just feel like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a big fat nothing topic. Like yeah. a lot of people are drawing conclusions that this is the next Charlie. I feel like she was just another stock character playing her part in the episode, and now there's a whole entire discussion and debate whether or not she's Charlie 2.0. And I don't even think that was their intention. I just think she's a character helping Sam and Dean get from A to B to C to D. But frankly, also on that point. Wouldn't it be more compelling if in this episode they learned that Alice is kind of forced against her will thanks to Barthamus' deal and then they all leave? If they had this episode where Luther tells them, hey, you guys are working for the wrong side, Barthamus kind of screws them over and Alice is still indebted to this demon and he takes her away again, then whenever she shows back up, they'd have incentive to help her out. They would have incentive to help somebody who could not help themselves. And after seeing her predicament and seeing that Luther was showing them that they were working for the wrong person because Luther himself was not a bad dude necessarily, it would have seemed to me like, okay, when Alice returns, I want them to help her. I want them to fight against Barthamus because she is a prisoner in this scenario. But from what I've seen in this episode – it's not enough to draw a comparison to Charlie. It, yeah. it feels very hollow other than the fact that they have a similar hair color personality style. Isn't that – that's my point. She's a girl and she she wears funky shoes. That's not enough. I, like that's not that's not Charlie. That doesn't no. – that's why I don't even think it's a topic. Like I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't discuss it. I'm saying I'm, I was – Compared I was, to what other people are saying. Yeah, I, I get it. It's one of those things that's it's easy to draw those conclusions. Yeah. It's like what I said about Asmodeus and Colonel Sanders. Oh, look at He wears a – White. A, a white suit and he has a, a, a goatee and he's from the south and I'm like okay that's an easy conclusion and if you look at why they chose Asmodeus to dress a certain way that speaks volumes not the fact that he looks like a, a, a fictitious character in a commercial and now people um, are doing the exact same thing with um with Charlie and Alice I, I just think it's the easy assumptions like oh yeah. well that's 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 look at they're the same they, they both have vaginas and, and brown hair just so you know, Colonel Sanders was a real person. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the caricature of Colonel Sanders. Oh, 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 oh yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Especially because Asmodeus is such a visual <laughs> polarity to Crowley, who we just had. Right. Black outfit, black attire, British accent, southern accent, all white attire. Like, it's a distinct visual difference for a number of reasons. So, yeah, I, I think that this isn't exactly the time to try and recapture that Charlie fan favorite persona or 
this is not the way in which to do that. Again, you have an entire opportunity to yeah, with the multiverse to bring, bring her back, back that multiverse, way. Multiverse to bring back <laughs> characters from the dead. If you are going to try and hit that note, do it that way. What if they bring back Charlie and she's like basically just Felicia Day again? And they're like, oh, this is her character over here. But see, they've already kind of done that with the Oz dark version. Yeah, of her. They, they managed to fix her character in the end, but then they killed her. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the end of that sentence. All right, cool. So, I, see you later. I, I, I think most people who are watching this probably don't even think about that. I just think the internet yeah. is very loud, and we see like five or six blogs pop up, and they're like, oh, look, it's Felicia Day's uh, twin. Right. And they well, get excited. And I, I, there's a few buzzwords that that the internet loves, and it's strong female lead and those are the keywords and they see somebody who could be that and, and they, they just jump and they it. want to jump on it because they hope that's what they're doing i, I typically tune out sometimes it, you just have a terrible character who's not interesting and she <laughs> happens to have no dick like that's wow. just uh-huh. that's just how it is sometimes we just we want to read you know the, the, goes both ways sometimes your characters just aren't interesting yeah and i'm not saying she's not interesting i'm just saying sometimes it is sometimes it just it is i think it so is. far she doesn't have enough I just think you know. I, t- I think she's definitely the least interesting character in the entire episode. You you said blog, and I tuned out because that's typically <laughs> what I do when blogs are involved. Blog or you know tumblers or anything like that. I'm just like, oh, I don't need to listen anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think she was that bad, but at the end of the day, you know, no, I, I didn't. I agree with you, Ryan. Yeah, like it's she, not that she's she, that bad. It's that why keep that character around and try and make something more of it when you had two characters that were great. Because okay, kept, okay, kept so let me great. answer that. I'm going to answer that question for you because if they kept Barthemus around, you have Crowley 2.0, and we just had Crowley die, so we don't need to see another Crowley. If you bring. It is true. But you've already brought him back, so why kill him off? But why not have him go away for seasons? Uh, the fact of the matter is, is, is Crowley's never coming back. And if I swear to God, dude, the internet would have been like, oh, God, Crowley 2.0. Mark Shepard's not even gone for half a season. They bring but another why Crowley is that in. demonized when Charlie's 2.0 is okay? Because Char- how long's Charlie been gone? Two years, I okay. guess. Okay, yeah. so it's a, so the fact Two of the matter is. one tub later. Yeah, it, oh, oh One bloody tub God. later. The, the thing is, it. it, it it just th- there's your answer to that one, okay? So the other one that I'm more upset about is um, uh, what's the guy's Luther? Luther. I'm more upset about that yeah. because of the potential that could have been with his bunker or, or house, what fortress, whatever the fuck you want to call it, fortress the, of solitude. Fortress of yes. solitude. He, he's not really Superman, but I guess that makes just sense. go with it. Anyways, um, his kryptonite is leaving. He's immortal. His kryptonite is leaving his, his house. home. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that there was so much Pizza more. Has to come in. It has uh, to be delivery. Oh God, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls is. him by the arm and kills him. <laughs> You've seen my house. Um, no, I think that was a far more shame than that. I think I think we're we're everyone's looking at the Charlie 2.0, whatever. I I would have liked more lines from her. I would have been okay with that. But I also too didn't look at it and go. Uh, I mean, yeah, she's quirky and weird. That doesn't make her Charlie. Like 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 Mike said, it, it's it just because they're similar doesn't mean that it's the same character. Yeah, I, I think right. we need to see more before we judge it. I think that's a sin. And we're going to. They're not going to have her come into an episode like that and then not come back at some point. I just feel bad for the actress who just yeah. wanted a job on Supernatural and she's excited. And now people are drawing these comparisons are being yeah. stupid. that are unfair and putting a lot of pressure on her due to, to blogs, that, Day. blogs that just want to clickbait people and say, hey, this is the new Felicia Day. Yeah. Are you cool with this, guys? And it gets everybody all up in an uproar, either yay or nay all over She'll Twitter. Get haters automatically for no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's she, she was just a, a character. I, 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 she wasn't great. She wasn't bad. She, to me, she was just a stock character that's yeah. used time and time again in supernatural exactly 
Exactly. So, yeah. I think, for me, the lore part of the vault was pretty fucking cool, though. The the vault was badass. I love the idea. That's the favorite part of the entire episode. Yeah. so Indiana Jones, dude. Dude. I and I totally called. I'm like, just use the guy who's immortal and push him down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I so saw that coming, and I was that was, so that was hilarious. That just was seeing fit. him get hit with well, every time. So, so my dumbass forgot that he was immortal. So I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill this guy. And I was like, oh, and then he starts getting hit. I'm like, oh yeah, dumbass is immortal. Like I was like, I literally was like, oh god, I am so stupid when I remembered that because <laughs> I'm like, oh man, they're gonna kill this dude. What the hell? Yeah, I loved it, man. I it was, was so cool. I rewound the part where Dean put his hands in the um. The gargoyle. Yeah. I, I'm not joking. I think I rewound it about 15 times, maybe 20. Dude, I was dying laughing when the entire, po- the entire like antics, yeah. you know, Dean's antics leading up to that point. Yeah, were great. I was already laughing. And then it just, it just made it worse. It's like when you're laughing and you're supposed to stop laughing and then someone pokes you in the ribs, you start laughing louder. And because when that was pen, it that like you're watching this at 2 a.m. So everything's funny. No, it was on 11. <laughs> but like then the pen popped into his uh you know poked finger, at his yeah. finger yeah. and i just died with his reaction it was so yeah. fucking funny dude i was on some edibles but you know I, I, <laughs> oh I, jesus but it was oh, but God. i went on the internet and they also agreed that it was very funny they're more validating well, my well if you listen to the video that i posted on facebook of it you can hear me dying like laughing i was like well i didn't know the volume was on this <laughs> it, it was really cool it also it, it had a like i said it had a really cool indiana jones vibe it also reminded me of um the mummy and yeah. I, I, the, I think it's the first one or the second, the second one the one. dude sticks his hand in the thing and it comes out all skeleton i'm thinking yeah. oh god what's gonna be in there um but i i, I did like the cg on that part where his hand was in there that was cool i like how much effort adam and the team put into just a, a two three second shot of this the inner workings of that that was cool man mechanism like that was that was cool that's something that a lot of shows wouldn't put the time into yeah I, and i well i was expecting something you know not to that, I guess, effort, like you said, Thomas, it just seemed really, really, really well done for something that was just like you said, a four or five second shot. Um, I mean, there's so many ways they could have done it, but they did it that way. And I thought it was pretty yeah. damn cool. And that was, you know, Meredith Glenn getting to to have some fun with the concept and having Jensen give a comedic performance is always fun. Right. But it wasn't just the visual effects in that. The stunts were awesome. I fucking loved the spinning car shot as Sam shoots out the window. Dude, that was fucking awesome. Rob Hader, thank you for that. That was so cool to see them do a little bit more because the, the the Impala has always been a part of the story, but we rarely get to see any action with that car. Yeah. And to see that shot, it was beautiful. It was smooth. That was so cool, It man. was so awesome to uh, see. It that. actually uh, took me by surprise. That, uh, I did not expect to see a car A lot of times we chase. see a lot of cuts. We yeah. see a lot of cuts when they're in their car. Mm-hmm. And to see the camera, you know, stay on the car, it spins, Sam brings his gun out and shoots. Like, that, that's a it pretty like an action movie. Yeah, and that was a great shot to deliver on a TV show. I mean, especially on a show that we already know, we've already read about CW's insurance policies and not allowing actors to do certain things, even right. if they know how to do stunts, they don't yeah. want them doing them due to insurance and liability. So to see Sam be able to be in that car and pull the gun, I, I thought that was fun. It was super duper cool. Yeah. I, it was something out of, like you said, something out of a movie. And I, w- 
I mean, I'm I'm kind of ridiculous, but I was hoping he'd spin and then open the door and come out. Oh, for God! Like John Woo shit. <laughs> yeah, because fuck physics. Sam Sam suddenly hey. turns into like a Jackie Chan. <laughs> He's John Woo through the air, two yeah. guns shooting doves coming out of his yeah. ass. That would Sam be loses, Sam loses about five feet and becomes Jackie Chan. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot me! Don't shoot me! Don't shoot! Wouldn't that be awesome, though, if they got Jackie Chan and put no. him in a wig? And they were just like, oh, it's Sam that doing a flip. the worst idea. I think it'd be funny if they did. had in a very well, hold on. <laughs> what if they did a, what if they did like a meta episode and they, it was like a joke? Like it was a joke of a joke. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> a joke of Wait, a joke. Hold on. Listen to how bad Ryan is. Uh-huh. Ryan is. Okay, no, 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 no. I got a good one. I got a good one, guys. So, so imagine, imagine if uh, right, they so got, got Jackie Chan. They got right. Jackie Chan. And it was just, it got meta. And it was a joke of a joke. Of a joke. <laughs> of eh? a joke. Eh? But you guys like that one, right? Let's, Ryan, what let's the fuck print are you that up. About? Let's print that up, guys. Let's, let's put this to. So, okay, production. you couldn't you couldn't see that as like a, a, a French mistake or tricksters <laughs> no, type I, I episode. Just like I do. I just oh. like just the way you like, said okay, it. Okay, okay. So it needs some work. The idea needs some work. But the idea is there. I'm just saying, man. He'll run up the car, backflip off of it, and shoot through the back window. It'd be great. I would watch it. Of course you. Somewhat. Would. Maddie said Jackie Chan teamed up with Oscar Chow. that's funny that's funny yeah the the car element was awesome um but i think guys it's time to kind of go into final thoughts here what did you think of this first monster of the week truly monster of the week episode that wasn't connected to the main lore ryan (laughs) i was waiting for it uh you know what I, i i said it before we got went on air i like this episode um you know for a first full on filler episode that really didn't have much to do with any of the main plot, um, you know, other than trying to get the the spell for Jack. I mean, it, it really was a good episode. I didn't have a problem with the side characters. I think the name smash and grab was kind of, I rolled my eyes a little bit. I thought that was kind of goofy, but at the end of the day, this is just little, it's little things. Um, the scenes, uh, there's, there was so much potential with that, that house with all the antiquities in it. I, I, I was really bummed that they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that. That was one of the things I was really bummed about. Um, I didn't have a problem with, with Alice. I thought she was, uh, she was okay. And like I said, she'll come back and we'll get more of her. And I think we're saying all this, you know, everyone's saying all this crap right now, but when she does come back and you know, we get more character development from her, this will probably be exactly what we talked about with, with Bobby or all these other characters that were the same way. Um, The scene, uh, the vault scene was amazing. Freaking hilarious. Uh, with Dean and, and like we said, Jensen is so good at comedic roles um, and, and how he can turn it on and off, I, I think is awesome being funny, but being serious. The car scene was fucking legit. I, I want to blow that for a second, dude. That was one of the coolest scenes we've seen with the car in so long. Um, and I wish we would get more of that because, it, you know, essentially they've got this badass car and they don't just drive it around, you know, and do nothing in it. Like that was cool that we finally saw like a car scene like that. Um, and I did not expect, I was like, oh, they're going to cut. Like, when, They've when, had them get beat up in the car before. Or but nothing like that. Escape element or shooting at it. Like I remember with the baby episode in season 11. But yeah, this was them in command being yeah. the a- attacker. Essentially. So, awesome. you know what, man? I, for a filler episode, I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I think, um, you know, it had a purpose even being a filler. So uh, for me, man, I, I'm going to give this one. I, I mean, I, I'm going to give it an A. I was, I had a good time. It was, yeah, I'll say a minus. Let's say an a minus just because it wasn't groundbreaking. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed the episode and that, I mean, my ranking is a little bit more petty than everyone else's. (laughs) Let's be honest. Mike, what about you? What'd you think? 
I liked the episode. It was fun. And my thoughts are very similar to Ryan's. Um, I feel like this was definitely the first official. I hate using the word throwaway because I. Yeah, I, it's not I, a right I, word. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely the first official standalone episode kind of monster of the week type episode and i'm okay with that again that's what supernatural was founded on that's how they started Mm -hmm. um so when we go back to those episodes to give us breathers from the myth arc i'm okay with that and meredith glenn is is slowly but surely becoming uh one of my favorite writers on the staff i know we we didn't really care for her last year unfortunately but i think so far this year she's um putting together some solid episodes um i liked the vague subtle parallels that she was trying to draw between luther and dean and one guy goes this way the other goes this way however i feel like it was also written in the wrong order i felt like yeah that, i feel like if this episode was episode four or episode five i feel like they would have been able to deliver more i felt like that parallel between luther and dean could have meant a lot more to the audience I think if they did it before Castiel came back, it would have meant a lot, especially if Dean was still angry. He shot first, asked questions later. Mm -hmm. I felt like that would have been a lot stronger. And because Meredith is very capable when it comes to mixing dark realism with her fictitious writing, I I, I feel like that's what this was supposed to be. And then because the episode order was, uh, didn't come where they wanted, they had to, get a little lighter in some of those areas. They had to sacrifice and, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, I also absolutely loved the, um, I loved the scene uh, in the vault, as I was just discussing a moment ago. I think Adam, Adam W. the v- and the VFX crew uh, did an amazing work. The VFX was fascinating. Uh, it was magical. It's like the word that came to me, the gears that turned within the door that led to yeah, the safe was, awesome, was, was just really cool. I love things like that. The idea that some kind of like arcane technology arcane meets steampunk. Yeah. was used to open yeah. a door meshed with the lock of a locking mechanism and you needed the blood of someone who escaped from hell. I mean, that is cool. That is awesome. The idea of Luther is, is just fascinating. Um, the stunts were great. As you were saying, Robert Hader has definitely brought something to the show in the last two years. I feel like, I think we said this early in this season that he might have stuttered a bit as he was getting used to working with everybody. I think last season there were some issues in the opening season premiere that we had with the fight scene between Mary and the men of letters. But um, I, I think it got better as we had Mary versus Catch. It got that was way very better. violent. It got it was way awesome. better. Rob Hader has definitely grown comfortable with the crew now. Yeah. And to see him work and to take his know-how on set. I mean, this guy's from the theatrical film world. So the fact that he can take his cinema stunt know-how, bring it to television, something a little smaller, smaller like the CW, and make it work and deliver little scenes like that. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about this show when it comes to the stunts. The fact that we have a show that we've watched for 13 years and you can still open your eyes and say, that was a fucking cool scene. Yep. And it lasted 2.3 seconds. <laughs> and it was great. It was awesome. So... um. I have to give this episode a B minus. B minus. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, I enjoyed a lot about this episode. I thought that the humor was there. I thought Meredith Glynn did a good job with that. And I, I definitely agree with Mike. I loved the ideas behind the parallels between Dean and Luther. But I, do, I feel like the evidence, maybe we're reading a little bit too much into it, but it seems perfect if that was a, 
plot device parallel that would have been earlier in the season had yeah. Castiel not returned. I feel like this was a would have been a super strong episode earlier on when it was being outlined and what season 13 is going to be about before mm-hmm. they kind of arrange the dominoes in the order in which they did. So as a result, it it feels like it had to sacrifice something. I thought that the introdu- introduction of Luther and Barthamus was awesome. I thought it introduced an immense amount of new lore, some new villains, some new avenues in which we can take the story. And I feel like we could have had a lot with them. And I don't feel like he was too much like Crowley. And I thought that Luther had a wealth of opportunity in his Fortress of Solitude. I liked even Sam's little, you know, nerd out sessions. Like, it's still pretty cool. It's a Gorgon tooth. Yeah. Things like that. But because it was missing some of that heavier weight, some of that Meredith Glynn style of having a darker element tied to this upbeat thing. I mean, that's that was regarding Dean, the, the Alzheimer's mixed with he doesn't remember the girl he slept with or hit on last night. You know, some of those bits that you slowly see what could be if things go wrong for these characters. And the fact that she's thinking of the future is interesting, but unfortunately it feels like it's missing here somehow. But overall, I enjoyed the episode. I, I wanted to see more with the characters they killed off, and I feel like they made some missteps there. So for me, this episode's a B. Overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's definitely a Monster of the Week episode, but it had a lot of potential. I just wish we had done a couple of things differently with the stuff, with the ingredients that was there. We could have had something a lot stronger. Not that what we had was bad, just that it feels like there was sacrifices made for the place of this episode. So with that, guys, let's go into the discussion of the upcoming mid-season finale. Mm. The Bad Place. Oh, oh. where'd he touch you? In the bad place. In the bad place. Show me on this voodoo doll. <laughs> Vo- voodoo doll. Oh, that's weird. Ryan, do you want to read the synopsis? Can you imagine? Um, Can you manipulate a voodoo doll for like sexual pleasure? Yeah. I'm wondering. So you make your own voodoo doll and you start touching the crotch yeah. on it and you're like, <laughs> how is that different than just jerking it? It's not. Then you're but, not well, you're, you're not actually touching your own penis yeah, at that then, point. Yeah, you're, not you're just always, touching a doll. So it's better because it's the doll? Yeah. It's, it's almost like the stranger. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like putting peanut butter down there and let oh, your dog. I didn't say that. Wow. Jesus Christ. What, is that not a thing? Good God. What happened? What happened? <laughs> what guy? Peter's gonna call. That's what happened. No, it's peanut butter. It's good for him. <laughs> oh, Anyways. that's not the problem. It's oh. protein. <laughs> Anyways, disgusting. all right. Jack- the substance was not the issue. God, why sick do, fuck. Why do people listen to this show? Because <laughs> they they laugh. <laughs> they do at me because I'm terrible. Oh, all right, Jack, desperate to prove to Sam and Dean that he is good and that he can control his powers, enlists the help of Dreamcatcher named Aya to help him find Mary Winchester and save her from the alternate universe. However, when plans go awry, the Winchester brothers are the ones who need saving. Uh, Phil Scritchia directed this episode and uh, written by Robert Barons. So it's the final episode before we go on break for a bit. I'm really excited. We haven't seen Jack for a couple of episodes. We know he's, I really want to know what he's been doing, where he's been, what he's up to. The fact that we haven't seen Mary since the first couple of episodes raises a whole lot of questions as well. The alternate universe, I feel like, is going to come into play real fucking quick with him trying to open the rift between worlds. And I'm also excited to see the next phase of the Wayward Sisters installment moving forward. Yeah. 
the the fact that something goes wrong, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Is that going to be a Jack loses his powers, loses control for a moment? Is that going to be a decision he makes for whatever reason or he screws up? Will this be the catalyst that pushes him farther down that road? Will this be the start? We're already kind of on that road that he feels like the villain. And we've talked about this at length that we feel like I don't are, want it to be Thomas that we're watching the beginning of a hero, a tragic hero's downfall, the rise of the villain. Is this going to be it? I, I, what I, ramifications I the t- are there with death? Knowing the fact that you can't fuck with these realities too much. It's yeah, a house of cards. You yeah. You can't fuck with them. Are you ready for them to do that already? Do you want, I think we need more time. I think we need more time. We do. But I, I'm really, that's why I'm really curious about this episode. I mean, it's called the bad place. So we have to assume the alternate reality. I want to know what's been happening to Mary. I want to know where Jack, where's Barry in the bad, place. in the bad place. He, she's in your butt. Why is that a bad why, place? Why? Wouldn't oh. you see her? <laughs> oh my God. It's not like she can hide. You weird. <laughs> Maybe Sometimes. you don't know. Sometimes I have to agree with Ryan on that one. Thank you. Hooray. Um, no, I'm excited for this episode, Thomas. It sounds cool. I, I feel like there's a lot of moving parts, as we were saying, and now you're introducing yet a new member of the Wayward Sisters. And I think to me, that on top of the fact that we're getting a Jack eccentric episode, I mm. feel like that's the most excite excitable part about this. Because right. I think this is a great way to launch Wayward Sisters. Um, again, I keep saying this. Uh, we can't judge the enthusiasm of our spinoff based on the internet because that's yeah. a very small portion of the true audience that tunes in each and every single week. Millions. When you take in all the ways to view Supernatural, whether it be reruns or the new episodes, and I feel like the best way to introduce this spinoff so that it is a success to everybody is by getting the stories innervated. Get them started on this show, introduce the characters, get us invested, get us interested, and then, hey, by the way, this is the backdoor pilot with all these characters that you have seen this week. It's a great way to do it. Isn't this what we said last year? Yeah, that absolutely. They, they have to, in order for this to be successful, it would be great for them to not only take characters that we know, but also make it a part. Make their... Weave their narrative in with the main yes. narrative to start off with. Make their characters important to the myth arc of Supernatural Season 13. Even if... I'm not saying they need to be the focus, but have them play their parts. Yeah. And I... Honestly, one of the things I'm looking forward to is that it seems like this mid-season finale and premiere are well thought out. They seem to be critical to the main plot of season 13 so and much better than last critical year. to the plot of wayward sisters. And that's the thing. It reminds me of season nine's mid finale where we have the death of Kevin season 11's mid season finale with the release of Lucifer, the season 12 the Lotus episode was one of our least liked episodes because it felt disjointed and out of place. And then the return kind of felt like something else entirely. This feels like they're setting up for a one-two punch between the finale and the premiere, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to be on the edge of my seat having to wait a month and a half for the return of Supernatural, mm-hmm. not what did I just watch that we unfortunately had last year. Uh, yeah, last year was uh, a bit y- of a mess. It was a mess. I mean, you sat there and you were just like, what? 
Yeah. And, and with think, Robert Barron's at the helm. That, dude, this is going to be a good episode. I, I have faith that this is going to be really cool. I mean, yeah, I'm a little suspect about, you know, a new character, Kaya, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's got Jack in it and it's Jack, a Jack-centric. And we've liked Jack so far. So I think this will be a good episode. I mean, I'm really Phil Scruccia and Robert Barron's, they typically don't write poopers. I'm really know, excited so. to see what happens with Jack. What's the next step in his journey? Uh, Jennifer Renee in the chat room says that the Wayward Sisters is just a girl Ghostbusters to me. Just as <laughs> oh, uninteresting, God, just as forced, and just as not really wanted by many. LOL. And then she said she's all for representation, but represent, representation, you know, with developed characters. Well, absolutely. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. And that's yeah. something that we always talk about on, I think, every show we do, Thomas. Every show. We say, unfortunately, there is a, a very bad trend. And yeah. because there's an outcry for representation, we get representation dictating story. And what you should be doing is having your story dictate representation. Yes. So write your story to where representation would make sense. Don't just force a bunch of uh, characters that make no sense together. Like yes. that's why I don't like the CW because the the town of the river of Riverdale makes no sense. You're in oh, a, it's the weirdest demographic. You're in a redneck town, and yet you have an Arab uh, mayor. Let's just let's. This, this is, is in San Francisco. This is reality. You're dealing with a redneck city in the hills. You're not going to have a diverse demographic there. You're just not. You're just not. Have you been to Kentucky? And so, if you want, <laughs> this is where representation dictates story. So, if you want to do Riverdale, take us someplace else and allow your narrative to dictate the representation. Make it make sense. And I, I, I'm, I'm, That's I'm all, the difference between something like Riverdale yeah. and your Breaking Bad or The Wire. And this is a Mexican speaking right yeah. now. Like I, I can't stand that when when you have these shows on on particularly CW and they dress Mexicans up in a way, and I'm just like, that's not because a Mexican. Because then it's token. It's yeah. not because they they are hey guys, part of the just story. Just because you named the guy Juan Gomez doesn't mean he's you're representing anybody. Yeah. Like you're you're filling. You can't a, just have a name and a character and, and call it. You're ticking off. You're, you're checking off a bracket. It's like, up oh, there we go. Got that got one. Got one. We got a black guy. I want to collect got, them all. Yeah, yeah. It's not Pokemon cards. Yeah. So, I, I'm excited. I'm hoping Wayward Sisters isn't that. I don't think it will <laughs> because be. Now Jennifer is getting me all scared. I'm hoping it's not. And again, the fact that they seem to be setting up the one-two punch for the finale and premiere makes me a lot more excited than I was this time last year. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm like I said, I have uh, I have faith. I have faith. I I don't feel like you're going to take a character like Kim Rhodes who's been on the back burner for 7 8 years and then you're going to say, "Hey, you want your chance? Here we go. We have an ill-conceived <laughs> story that's nothing but a PC yeah. uh, blowfest." I, I can't I, I can't imagine doing anybody doing that on board the supernatural team saying yeah let's do this to uh jody mills she's gonna love it right because that's a sure way to ruin a character I, I i don't think they're gonna do that i feel like this is a well thought out idea in fact didn't sheriff uh not sheriff uh kim rose didn't she say something like on the net saying this isn't a girl power show this is a show that's not about girl power this is the show where the characters happen to be women and when she said that i'm like there you, you go that's exactly what it needs to be yeah so with that comment, I mean, I I feel better that she said that. I do. Because I don't think anybody wants to feel like they're being like uh, pandered to. Yeah, we don't want pandering. No. No, I want you to tell a story that you feel is worth telling with characters I enjoy their struggle. 
and what they're going through. Yeah. Not because, oh, that I too am this category. Oh, look at she's Hispanic. She needs our help. That's not a character. She's Hispanic. Let's give her her chance, guys. That's let's, a checkbox. Let's give ourselves a pat on the back because we're giving a Mexican a chance. Because they can't do it on their own. Give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance. All right. <laughs> That's pretty much going to wrap it up here, guys. But we do want to say make sure you tune in next week when we have the not only the midseason finale, but the culmination of the USA Opoly Grand Prize where you guys can win the entire gamut of games. Oh. In- <laughs> gamut got you hard? That's so Apparently. weird. I'm just excited. Trivial Pursuit, Monopoly, and the Save Your Souls card game, all available through USAopoly. Uh, again, guys, you can get some of those things at Hot Topic. I've seen each one of those things at Hot Topic. Yes, I have gone there. <laughs> I fully admit that. <laughs> so we want to thank USAopoly for being a part of the show this year, this first half of Season 13. And make sure to tune in next week. Until then, thank you guys for listening to us here at Supernatural The Crossroads. We will see you all later. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.